Hello. Howdy, it's me. Hi. Did you call earlier? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, I, yeah, I had to work. So I, I asked Neil if the phone rang, well, and he said, yeah, he had thought it rang, but... Yeah, that's no problem. Should, uh, should I call, like, later? Is that better? Uh, I guess no. I... Uh, well, you know, if you call, like, around 7.30, I, I usually am home by 7.30. All right. Uh, but in the summertime, we're, you know, we're busy, and there's times that you can't even get the work done unless there's nobody around. Yeah, and it's no big deal. I just hung out for 15 minutes or 20 minutes and just called you back. So no big problem. So how's things? Busy, I guess? Oh, busy. Holy Moses. <laughs> I guess Either that, that or I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> but I guess that makes sense, right? Like real no, estate. it's always been like this. I, and uh, it was like things were fairly slow while the snow was around. But once the snow went, everybody just kind of came out of the woodwork and they all want to buy their houses and they all want to buy them like yesterday yeah i mean i guess that makes sense like if you get a house and then you're probably going to do work and stuff on it you don't want to do it in the winter time so well if people don't want to go and look at houses in the winter for one thing they can't see them very well this the snow was so high you couldn't even see <laughs> sometimes that a house was behind that snowbank <laughs> just take my word for it there's a house back there it's yeah, awesome <laughs> So how are things with you? Uh, I don't know. They've been better, I guess. Man, I got in a fight with Joel's wife. Ugh. So, uh, oh, really? But what? I could get into it, I guess. I don't know. Well, I can tell you, and uh, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you, but I'm going to cut it out of the podcast just because okay. I don't want to embarrass people or whatever. Oh, absolutely. All right, hold on. Let me just stop this thing so I don't have to manually edit it later. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, so blah, blah, blah. There's that story. Um, yeah, so I was just going to say one thing that could be a plus to this is uh, I didn't ever get around to doing my big plan of trying to volunteer places because, I mean, that did kind of fill... It kind of filled the space was just like volunteering as a babysitter guy. So, I mean, I guess there's that, you know, I could, this opens up a possibility for other stuff to do maybe. But you know what, the other thing that it made me think that uh, I thought I would ask you about is since one of the things I did like to do in Toronto was to look after the kids and babysit and stuff. And now that that's off the table, uh, whoa, this whole place is shaking. There must be the subway going by. But uh, I started watching some travel videos on YouTube, like people that travel or like making little videos and just talking about it. And that kind of got in my head a bit more. And I was like, well, you know, that could be, that could be a reason to go back out west or do something else. Like just one less reason to stay in Toronto. And, and this like crappy basement apartment I have, like, I just can't do another winter. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so, so I was like, all right. So be- be- between needing to get out of this apartment and that's one less reason to stay in Toronto a pretty big reason to not stay in Toronto was like the kid thing was pretty cool and babysitting and like a neat opportunity and I'm glad I got to do it and really reinforce like yeah I can do this it's all good so but these are all little little nudges towards you know moving someplace else for a bit or doing something else so what that made me think of that I wanted to ask you about is I vaguely remember you had a story I was going to ask you just about traveling in general because I vaguely remember that you had a story about you and dad's apart or a hotel getting robbed while you were asleep no that wasn't a hotel (coughs) we were on the train (laughs) oh shit we were in uh, oh that was in our hippie days oh 1996 uh, yeah yeah 1996 Um, I had finished teaching in school teaching school and had we had we were going to law school in the fall so uh we decided that since we would be poor again, living off student loans, 
that the little bit of money that we had, because I had been teaching school for two years and Neil had been unemployed and working at Mount St. Joseph's uh, uh, old retirement home, um, we decided that we would go to Europe. So we uh, put the old backpacks on uh, and the sandals and over we went. So, so what we year was this for real, like mid-70s? This would have been 1975. Cool, man, I had it on the dot. Yeah, four years before you were born. Right. So um, after we traveled around over there, oh, that's a that's a that's a story all by itself. That thing, I'm telling you, it was. Uh, everybody thought it was such a cool way to travel. Well, if I ever go back to Europe, I'm going with lots of money, and I'm going <laughs> with lots of class, and I'm going to spend it to stay in a great big fancy places and have people wait on me hand and foot. I'm done with that <clears throat> traveling in the backpack thing. Anyway, the robbery happened. We were on a night train going to, we were on the on the, Medi- uh, the Riviera, we'd spent the day there, and we were going to Spain. We were going to spend a week or so in Spain. And at that time, Spain was run by, um, oh, not Generalissimo, but anyway, one of those, uh, Franco, Franco, who was a... Um, a total asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the, but the country was run by, you know, it was like militants. Right. So anyway, we were on the train, we were traveling through Marseille. We had stayed up sitting on, any night we traveled by train, we had stayed up all night. So this night we said, you know, it was going to be like, I don't know, eight or ten hours on the train. So we paid the money for a berth. So we're in this little cubicle with four beds, uh, bunk bed, bunk bed type things. And uh, I, we were going to get off at the Spanish border the next morning. So I had taken all the stuff that we would need, our passports money, traveler's checks, all that stuff, my glasses. I put them all in a bag and I tucked them under my knees and I was sleeping in the top bunk. So in the middle of the night, the train stopped a lot along the way, but in the middle of the night, the door opened to our room and to our little cubicle and there was one empty bed there. So we didn't think anything of it because uh, there was an American guy on the bottom bunk, Neil on the other bottom bunk and I was on the top. So this guy came in, and I opened my eyes, and I looked at him, and he said something, but I couldn't make out what it was, and then he turned and left. Well, the next morning we got up, get out of the, the berths, and we're getting ready. The bag was gone that had everything in it, and that must have been what woke me up, is he must have taken the bag from under my knees. Right. And, and it's only after he had it in his hands that I woke up. And, you know, geez, I thought it was still there, dozed off again. So we got to the Spanish border, that, and of course, we couldn't produce who we were. There they are, the, the, the soldiers are standing at the customs, and they've got the big, like, they've got the big bullets <laughs> in the big X on the front of their chest, and like they've the, got the, the bandolier, guns, and, right. and uh, so we tried to explain to them that we, what had happened. The cops came from France, and uh, they couldn't do anything for us, so they put us on a train back to Marseille so we could go to the... Um, Canadian consulate, see what we could do about getting replacement passports, and turned out it was San Jean Baptiste Day over there, and that was a holiday, so nothing was happening there. Uh, anyway, what a nightmare! So it ended up that we did have Neil had a little bit of traveler's check still on him, enough that we were able to take a train to Paris because in in the, it was the British consulate, they couldn't do anything for us. We would have to go to Paris and uh, f- join up with the Canadian consulate there to see what they could do for us because the Brits couldn't do anything. So we had enough money that we managed to get to Paris. 
we stayed in this. We found the Canadian consulate. They couldn't do anything for us because of this long weekend. And we didn't have our passport numbers, nothing. It's all gone. So we made arrangements for them to get us some replacement things. We found this hotel that we stayed in, a little dump of a place that was probably about as wide as this bedroom I'm sitting in, up on a third floor of one of those real twisty staircases, a little garret-type room that we, I don't know what we paid for it, but it was cheap. So we stayed there for five days. And uh, the day they called us to tell us we had the passport, they had the replacements for us. We had to come home with it. We couldn't stay. We had to come home. The day they called us to go to the Canadian consulate, we arrived there, and they had found our passports. Oh, really? They found them in a dumpster. <laughs> no, the money was gone. Oh, the eyeglasses were gone. <laughs> I needed my glasses. <laughs> so we got on a plane, and we came home. But, uh... Man, that, that's miserable. <laughs> that it, was, yeah, it was a pretty fucking... When people say, oh, Paris, isn't Paris wonderful? Isn't Paris wonderful? Well, all we did was walk around, because we didn't have any money. You were almost a homeless person. <laughs> you were so close. Almost, almost. And the place where we stayed, um, every morning they had a, they had their um, continental breakfast. That's how they advertised it. Well, it's no continental breakfast you've ever seen. They had coffee that every morning, we watched the guy. He never emptied the coffee pot. He just kept dumping more grounds in and dumping more coffee. And it was one of those great big urns that, you know, spit out about the 60 cups. Right. It was so friggin' black, I know you could have stood a stick up in the thing. The croissants that he had... Yeah, they, geez, they had to be about three weeks old. They were just as tough. You were supposed to dip them in this coffee, I guess, because <clears throat> that's the only way you could eat them. So that was breakfast every morning for five days. Man. So that was exciting. That's like those uh, those travel books where they're like, you know, Paris on $2 a day or whatever. Like, that's their trick, but like, you kind of really had to do that. <laughs> we went to the Louvre. We did manage to scrounge up enough. We said, well, while we're here, we'll do something. We had enough little bit of money with the traveler's check that we walked to the Louvre. We went in, and uh, oh, it was quite fascinating, except I didn't have my glasses. Right. So here we see the Mona Lisa. <laughs> wow, what a kick on the balls to be at the Louvre, but you can't see anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so everybody goes on, oh, the Mona Lisa, the Mona Lisa, how beautiful it is. And I don't know, I had this picture in my mind that the picture of the, the original Mona Lisa was, you know, a fairly good-sized painting, because yeah, I had replicas of it that small, are right? poster size. Yeah, I've heard that it's little. My God, the thing is not much bigger than I don't know. It might be 12 by 9. <laughs> like there, it's, it's got this whole wall by itself, and it's roped off. And uh, they're all the Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa. And I'm like, where is it? <laughs> oh, my God, that rinky-dink little thing. And, of course, you couldn't get close enough to see whether she was smiling or not. I didn't have my glasses on, remember? <laughs> I even heard that that, uh, that famous, like, enigmatic smile might not have been on the original because, like, one of the sort of half-secrets about art, old old paintings, is that they've retouched them constantly. So it may have just been that it's been repainted so many times over the years that it became that, even. <laughs> I don't know, I have very little respect for fine art in general, but, I mean, yeah, that seems especially, like, like, just don't pretend it's so important. Just admit that you're making up that this one thing is so important, <laughs> you know? Or, like, especially with Da Vinci, I mean, you had all those cool designs for, like, ornithopters and crazy devices that didn't work, but, I mean, that's the shit that's important. Mm. Who cares about the Mona Lisa? Get out of here. <laughs> you know? Well, I think it's a mystery, too, as to, like, who she is. Right. Which, you know, you think that wouldn't have been that difficult to find out, like, who she was. Yeah. 
yeah, you know what though, dollars to donuts, she's just some lady and she's dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure she's dead. I, mean, I know this is a reductive thing, but man, I loved so much in that movie Fight Club, uh, where it's like the whole movie's real crazy anarchy, like they're trying to destroy all the banks so they can revert everybody back to zero and like have... Uh, chaos and bring down society but that's one of the things the guy says is he just he wants to wipe his ass with the mona lisa <laughs> it's like i'm kind of with you i'm tired of all this <laughs> i mean i guess maybe as i get older i'll i don't know i just i don't know it just seems so obvious to me when it's it's just monkey see monkey do it's like well everybody else said this was important and it's like dude get come on <laughs> you know it's just some weird dumb painting that trip that we were as a result of it over the years I've had many friends who not many but a few who've gone to Spain and they winter in Spain or they're over there oh and it's so beautiful and wonderful and you know what I wouldn't mind going back to Spain so sometime but well it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth what what went on at the border well although it's been 40 years now though right so I mean <laughs> yeah, maybe it's well, time yeah. for round two <laughs> and if I went back of course I'm a mature woman now right. and I'd have money right. so it would be completely different yeah you could get robbed every day and it'd be fine and not even just that but uh, even just the ease of access just like that there are ATMs and bank cards and stuff now like yeah. I, I assume yeah I who mean, travels with traveler's checks anymore I never do yeah like I always hear about how even just in in North America, Louis C.K. has a, a comedy, a stand-up bit about that, where like you had to, Friday afternoon, you had to go to the bank, you had to get out the amount of money that you thought you might need for the weekend, and if you ran out, then you can't do any more things, because you can't get money. <laughs> so I assume in Europe it's the same, like it's just, yeah, whereas now, like, yeah, you can just get money at every convenience store any hour of the night, it's like... You might not remember this trip we did, though, but we we didn't have any money on this one. There. Uh, there was you and me, you and me, Mark, and your father. Was this just and down in, in we, Maine? Yeah, it went yeah, to Maine. And I we, remember. Were, we didn't have any American money with us. We said, we, well, you know, no big deal. We got our credit cards. So we, got to, we went to Bangor. Got to Bangor and went to get some money. And we kept saying, how come all these paper chips are all over the ground? Well, people were trying to access money out of the ATM, couldn't get it because their system had gone down. Right. So we tried to, you know, wouldn't happen. So we went to another one, wouldn't happen, wouldn't happen. We had no money at all. We had enough money. I remember that uh, we had Canadian money and I bought us an ice cream. And we all, I think we might've had two ice creams, but the four of us shared the ice cream. That's all we had. <laughs> right. Roamed around there, not a cent. And everybody was complaining, you know, people that were, you know, they had no money. Nobody had money because they couldn't get to the ATM. We drove around a number, we just drove around a lot. And I remember going to some place, we went down this driveway and there was this house for sale that was on the shore, beautiful big place. And we kind of hung around there for a bit. And then we said, well, we, we drove actually down to Augusta. Um, and then we started driving back. And, well, you know, we got no money. We might as go home. And then we had gotten back to Bangor. We went in for supper to see if it would work. And, and the ATM worked, so we had supper in Bangor. Right, yeah, no, I do remember that, yeah. It was a bad day, yeah, and it was real hot, 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 and sunny, and you couldn't get out of the sun, and you couldn't buy anything, you couldn't go anywhere. And we stopped at a large number of places to try to to uh, access some cash. And Zippo. Even, uh, even today, I mean, even now that we have uh, 600 zillion ways to access money, I still, like, I'm always shocked when people don't have any cash on them. 
because every once in a blue moon, like I'll be behind someone in line that tries to buy something with their bank card with like Interac and it doesn't work. And then it's just like the, the, and there's no other thing they can do, (laughs) you know, they're just stuck there and, and they're just like, it seems so embarrassing and bad. And it's like, dude, just have, just have a couple twenties on you. Would that kill you? (laughs) Just in case. What's happening in those cases though, is they don't have any money, period. Yeah, there's, there could be that. They don't have any money in the bank. There are times though where uh, just you know satellites go down and stuff also and yeah, so I don't know yeah it's but yeah now it's like it's amazing how much it is different where like so much of like the, the the dumb Gilmore Girl shirt that I got that was just through PayPal like it's just it's just numbers on a computer <laughs> like that was never at no stage in that transaction was anything ever related to anything real <laughs> you know it's real weird. But yeah, I guess that was really all I kind of had on my mind was travel stuff, but uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm still, of course, my brain is just up in the air. I do have, like, a a guy who told me that if I'm still around, he's probably going to need a roommate in, like, November, so that's good. If I'm still in Toronto, like, I have have, uh, something that'll keep me from that basement, but, well, that's one thing, I just, I don't know that I've got the, um, the, the sort of... The, the personality or whatever that can pull this off but with these these youtube videos about traveling like they're talking about all the different techniques you can use that basically make traveling no more expensive than than paying rent or way less expensive even so instead of just moving to vancouver because i guess that's one thing with vancouver is like well if i move there i got to try to reconnect with the few people that i know and build up a new friend group and like i'll just kind of be recreating toronto but in vancouver but if i did just get into this groove of just traveling around for a while like then I don't need to know anybody like it doesn't matter if I don't know anybody because I can't know anybody (laughs) I kind of like that idea that sounds kind of nice like getting so worn out with all these like social faux pas and oh this is going wrong and that's going wrong and it's like you know it's nice to have you people in my life but I don't need you (laughs) you know (laughs) I'm starting to feel that a bit but I just don't know if I really because I always have such a hard time sleeping and I am just kind of you know, easily shooken up by things <laughs> that can I really just travel around? Have I got the balls for that? I don't know. I don't know if I do. Well, you're so, so anti-winter too. There's places where you can you could go for like you can leave Canada for six months and live places. Yeah. And uh, you go down, you know, Caribbean islands and so. Uh, well, so as far as shack on the beach and, and like so as far as Europe and so you've ne- you haven't been back since that was the last time. That was the last time I was to Europe. Because that kind of crosses my mind sometimes. Though. Like, I've done a pretty good pretty good tour of duty in North America, but I've never left. And, and I don't really know how I'm going to leave unless I really, you know, just, like, strong-arm it. Like, I really just decide, like, I'm going to do it. I was just kind of assuming at some point maybe something would just organically happen. I'd know somebody or something would happen. Or The closest, I guess, was my old roommate from China offered to take me to China with him, but that was right before the New York trip, and I went to New York instead. But that was, like, the only thing, uh, unless I really have the gumption to do it myself, which uh, so far I have not. (laughs) Well, did you ever think about um, applying to go to some of those Oriental countries to teach English? There's all kinds of people go, and they do not have all the like university degrees and all that stuff yeah i have kind of looked into it a little bit it uh, doesn't sound like the greatest thing in the world it's mostly it's uh the um 
the level of country you can go to, like, it does get worse and worse and worse as more and more people do it. Like, with, like, say, Japan, like, there's no way. Like, you need a university degree and you need to go through the right programs. And so you can get in, but you're probably going to end up in, like, I read this whole, like, this guy chronicled his year of teaching English in China. And man, it didn't sound like a good time. Like, he was literally the only white guy in this weird little town. And uh, the pay was fine if you're inside China, but is absolutely worthless if you leave. So you're really just going for that experience. And uh, just like no electricity, no hot water. They have a thing where they'll, they'll give you like a big thing of hot water in the morning and that's it just like here you go don't don't fuck around with this because this is all your water and this big thermos <laughs> it's pretty miserable sounding so uh yeah i don't know you know what's one thing that i really like the idea of except i'm not quite set up right for it right now because i just have this weird shitty apartment but so there's this website called uh, couchsurfing.com and how it works is uh I guess, like, the best way to do it is you start off by hosting people. So, like, you set up your place so you have a a couch or a place ready for people to stay when they come through whatever city. So they come and they stay at your place for free and maybe you show them around a little bit or whatever. And you build up, uh, like, a rating on the site, you know? Like, everybody that comes through says, yeah, this guy was cool, we had a great time, and, you know, they have similar ratings, so, you know, you're not just going to let some random come in your house. So you do that for a while till you've built up this goodwill that everybody's like, yeah, this guy's cool. And then you can take that on the road and like go stay with any of the people on this site. Like you could literally stay anywhere in the world and people will just let you stay at their place because you've been vouched for because you already helped other people. And I'm like, what an awesome thing. Like such a good idea. Like that's like the greatest use of the Internet I've ever heard. Provided you don't get a bunch of deadbeats who want to stay at your house and then they never leave. Yeah, but again, that's where the, uh, the like, little ranking system kind of comes in. Like, you can just deny people if they have don't have a high enough rating or whatever. So I would just say, you know, I would accept people that have, like, you know, five out of five star rating or whatever. Everyone said, yeah, this guy was cool. And then once I do that enough times and enough other people have said I'm cool. So you see, like, it's, it's very unlikely that, that you just get some random that sucks. I've heard of something similar like that. You've probably heard it, too. Like, people who vacation in other people's homes. Yeah, like Airbnb? Well, no. Like, let's say I wanted to go to Calgary. Right. And I would go on, I don't know where the site would be, but apparently there's a certain site. So I've got my house here. They've got their house there. Um, I would go on, and I would say that, find out that I want to go to Calgary, and then I would search around, and there'd be somebody in Calgary who maybe wants to spend a week in Fredericton. Right, do like a swap. So we swap houses. Yeah, so that's a cool thing, too. Like, that's a similar thing as well. But yeah, I'm just not particularly well set up for any of this type of stuff, because my apartment is a nightmare zone that doesn't even really have a couch you could sleep on. <laughs> so I love that idea, though. It's so cool. It's such a neat thing. Of course, then there was your other plan of just going to Newfoundland. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think at this point, now, if I was going to just go make a move, it would just be back to Vancouver, I think. I think because uh, it was like Newfoundland or Vancouver. But uh, I don't know. I, I lost a lot of my head of steam this past, <laughs> this past year. You know, I was all like, no problem. I've moved before. I can move anywhere. I can make it work. And, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I don't know. I, I came into, a, I became a little more aware of how I how I really am. <laughs> like, like I don't know that I really have that much gumption. 
I mean, maybe I could, but then, uh, again, I don't know. It's Newfoundland. I don't know. It was an interesting idea, but it's, it's Newfoundland. <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone from Newfoundland. Whereas uh, Vancouver, no, like... I mean, I was only there once, but I'd go back. Right, but I mean, I really have had Vancouver just on my mind for years, because, I mean, I loved Vancouver. There was nowhere better than that, as far as I was concerned. So, even if I just go back for a bit, you know, just to get that out of my system, or just whatever, you know? I don't know, like, it would almost be nicer in a way. <laughs> like, it's weird, it's like... Um, like this guy that said he might need a roommate, or will need a roommate in November. So I'm like, okay, that's good to have in my back pocket. But I almost wish I didn't have the option. Or, or when this landlady here in Toronto was, you know, initially it was only going to be for a few months, and then I was going to have to leave. And then she was like, no, actually, you're a great tenant. You can stay as long as you want. But I kind of wish that hadn't happened, because then I'd have to leave. You know, like if something would just make me have to go, then I'd just go. But when I when I don't have to, I don't. And it really might just be miserable. Like that's why I went to New York was because I went back to. Well, it was me and Matt went to Vancouver, and while he was there, it was great, and that was fun for three months, but then he came back home, and the next three months were just just lonely and crappy, so I moved to New York instead. So maybe that would happen again? I don't know. Well, and are you going to ever decide to get some direction in your life? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not trying not to. <laughs> again, it's just like, it's sort of similar like I was saying about, like, I just assumed at some point going to Europe would just kind of happen, like... Like, yeah, I guess it's just the dawning realization that things aren't just going to happen. I don't know. I, I just assumed that they would, like, at some point, but uh, maybe that's the lesson. Have you ever thought about, remember, I had suggested to you maybe uh, taking some courses at one of the universities there. Yeah, yeah, there's that stuff, too. And, uh, man, I don't know, it's just, uh, I guess, well, that's another thing, I guess, well, like, like I was saying about this moving to Newfoundland thing, or, like, learning about my own self or my own limitations or whatever, it's like... Like, this kind of self-directed, like, self-motivated shit is, it's just so hard to do. It's just, like, like, that's something that I guess it's just been slowly dawning on me as I get older is, it sounds obvious, I guess, but just to really start to realize how much people are different from each other, you know? Like, I always just kind of assumed, like, well, however I am is probably mostly how everybody else is, and I'm sort of starting to really realize, like, no, I think I actually really do have certain you know, uh, pluses and minuses that are just way different than other people's. And that's one of them. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to, I just don't know how to do that stuff. I don't know how to just go make something happen. So. Did you ever think about checking out the Halifax scene? No, I really don't want to go to Halifax. <laughs> I've been to Halifax. <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't think so. No, I really think of all that stuff, it would be Vancouver, but like, there's just, there's not that thing to, push me hard enough so I just I don't know I know so many people in Toronto and it's like I don't know just I'm just in the balance I just don't know I don't know how many ways to say that I don't know <laughs> you know <laughs> I don't know how I raised two sons who have such they have no real direction yeah I don't know but you know what it doesn't surprise me I, I mean my whole side of my family I was thinking about that the other day there's a whole lot of them who have no 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 real sense of direction and they're in their 30s right well good I guess I'm glad it's not just me <laughs> no know? it's not just you <laughs> yeah I don't know because it's just uh, when I think down the various paths like oh I could do this I could do that I could do this but it's like yeah but but why what's the but thing but I could also not do that 
Yeah, but I mean, I really am not just deliberately trying to like be lazy or something. I just, it's just hard to do and I don't know why I'm doing it. So, so I don't, <laughs> you know, I mean, it just really is a different weird world. Like it's just the, I'll go to school, get a job thing. It's just, it's, it's the crazy internet world now. Like, I don't know, it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense or, or even if it does make sense, like, I don't know. Like, uh, if you had to say off the top of your head, like, what should I be doing? You know, like, what job should I have? Like, I don't even have a guess. I have no idea. Like, I feel like the, uh, I don't know, the, the, uh, leave it to beaver worldview that I really only have from TV, but it's like, you know, you go to school and maybe I'll try, uh, fixing cars. Oh, I like fixing cars. So now that's what I'll do. Or, well, I'm class president, so I'll move in that direction or whatever, like, I don't know, there's none of that for me. None of that for my generation or my life. Just nothing. Well, I think you're the type anyway that probably would never fit in in the long term of having somebody else be your boss. Right, well, that's another thing too that is really kind of a downer like with this thing of uh, getting in the fight with Joel's wife is like, man, it's so demoralizing. It's like, alright, I'm really gonna try to set my mind to something. Like, I'm gonna tell them that I can babysit on the regular and I'm going to make sure I do and I'm not going to let them down and I'm going to really do this and it just goes terrible and now I'm not friends with Joel anymore <laughs> like why did I even do that like why did I even try to be involved and try to you know like ugh, it's just like the worst or the New York stuff it's like the more I got involved in that it just now I'm not friends with them either it's like shit <laughs> you know this is negative reinforcement this is not not a very like oh great I'm putting this effort into stuff and everything's worse like that's awesome <laughs> like, see what I mean is like yeah but if you think positive that with that old saying when the, the door closes another door opens right there will be something else around the corner that's going to come at you yeah you just got to be smart enough to take it well that's where I think maybe like just the Vancouver thing just like a situation like that will just automatically sort of shake things up you know like it'll just have to be different because it literally is different and like so maybe it'll be a good idea on that level you know yeah that's where I'm really kind of thinking like, yeah maybe this thing of like just staying in Toronto and just being roommates with some guy again and just like yeah like where's that gonna go it's yeah, just, not you know, going anywhere yeah so like maybe going to Vancouver wouldn't go anywhere either but at least it's going somewhere going nowhere somewhere else <laughs> you know yeah I don't know I mean that was one of my ideas too with the the new the Newfoundland thing was that I don't know anybody so it was like hard like a real like hurdle like I I have no choice at that point I have to meet new people I have to go do stuff I have to see if that'll spark other stuff uh yeah and then I just realized I wasn't quite ready to do that but I feel a lot more ready this time that's why I think wherever you go, if you don't have any real plans to do something, you got to kind of maybe take a little bit of initiative yourself. Well, um, and I know you've always been opposed to the university type thing, but I think you should check it out. Yeah, well, again, I don't know. I mean, I just... I, I think guess... it's an experience. You, you've, you've passed a judgment on it but you've never experienced it yourself, really. Right. Well, I mean, I think initially I didn't go, just because, again, this is more stuff I've just kind of been realizing more and more as I get older, is I just, I don't think I could, I just, I could do it. Like, I just was so stressed out and so over, 
just uh, just bowled over by trying to go through high school. <laughs> like, I was no, just yeah. like, and I can't I do that anymore. At the time when you finished high school, I did not think it was for you either. But I still feel the same way. Is like I, I, I don't know. It's just it's too hard. Like I, I don't know. I guess maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Is like, like uh, the the weaknesses in my personality are like full on. Like they're much more than maybe I'm just like, you know, not expressing it to people or just keeping it to yeah, myself. I but I don't mean for you to, to uh, jump into it full time. Just go take a course or two. Yeah, but if it was that easy, don't you think I would have by now? Like, it I, is I, that easy, though. It's not for me. I can't just go do that. You know, I just can't. I need someone to show me how it works or someone to go do it with me or something. I just can't do it by myself. I mean, I've got... I don't believe that. You're a guy who traveled all across the country by yourself, went to... And you weren't that old when you did it. Went off to New York by yourself and lived for a year. Yes, you knew some people that you met off the Internet. Uh, you originally went to New York because you won that stand-up comic thing when you wrote in, in Vancouver, but most people would have said, oh, my God, I can't do that. But you did it. Yeah, you well, go and sign up for a couple of courses and take it. My God, how easy is that? It's not. Like it's, it's nothing not, compared to what you've already done. Well, it's not easy at all, particularly when there's nothing pushing me that I want to do, you know? Like, it's a, it's a combination. It's like it is very difficult for me to do that stuff, and... And I don't see a point to it. So it's like a one-two punch. It's like, like what what am I going to learn that I can't just learn somewhere else? Well, I know. You've always had that attitude. Yeah, why? Nobody can teach you anything because you can learn it all yourself. Well, I mean, especially with the Internet and shit, I can. You literally can learn it by myself. I don't know. But, but you get to interact with other people who may have the same interests. But yeah. You can't do that on the internet. Well, I guess you can, but it's not face-to-face. I don't know, I guess maybe some writing courses or something, because I'm trying to think even, like, what are even... I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what these interests are. I don't know what these classes would be. I don't know at all. Like, I need, like, a life coach or something. I just, by myself, I don't know. If well, I was going to figure year, it out, I would have figured it out by now. Every year, all universities put out their little course outline. I mean, I look at them all the time, and I say, oh, you know, if I wasn't working all the time, I wouldn't mind taking that at a certain... But you know what? <laughs> now that I said that, I also get to the point of saying, well, you know what? If I ever take those courses or whatever, I'm not writing any exams for anybody. I've right. been down that road. I got my degrees. I don't need any more from you boys. Either take me or leave me. If you're going to make me write papers, and you're going to make me write exams, screw it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, all that stuff is like... It's a not really particularly valuable anymore either depending well i mean it depends i guess again on what your big plan is and i just don't have one i just don't i don't know where it was supposed to come from but it did never it never became a thing so yeah i don't know i really don't know it's all i don't know how else to say it like if if this was easy for me to do don't you think i would have by now like i i need something obviously is not working something else needs to be different or something i don't know the university needs to send out a, a, a liaison or something. <laughs> I don't know. Man, I remember talking to uh, this guidance counselor in high school. Man, oh, what a waste of time. <laughs> like, just the worst. But, I mean, I feel like that's what I could use is, like, a guidance counselor. Where's the guidance counselor? Where's something? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can, I, I met that. Like, I know that it's, that it's, it's I met a, problem spot, but I just don't know what to do. I just don't. 
I don't know what to tell you either. I really don't have any answers. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should look into the university thing again. I don't know. I don't know. Man, that shit is brutal too. Holy fuck! Like I did, I do remember. Like I looked into some of that stuff a little while ago. I think that's how I got off track last time. Is um, as I was looking into writing type stuff. So I'm reading over all these course descriptions, and I'm like, well, this mostly sounds like a lot of bullshit about like just stuff I don't care about, and wildly expensive. At like University of Toronto, crazy expensive. Oh, yeah. So then I started looking into just local sort of writing meetups instead, and like, well, maybe I could just go meet people that are hanging out at these writing things, but I just never quite pulled it together, and that was that. So I don't know. What about more of a community college type thing that teaches you something that you don't know? Yeah, I mean, that could be more useful too. Something hands-on, like, I don't know, um, some medical training, some... Electrical training, plumbing training, stuff that you don't know and you don't know anything about. Yeah, that does seem like I should at least, that would be better to at least look into, like, yeah, because it does seem a lot less. Like, even if it's something where, that you never used it, but you say, you know what, hey, I don't know how to do that. You should get somebody to show me how to do that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I got, yeah, sure, that, I mean, again, I don't have no idea where to start, but I guess, (laughs) you know, if I could find such a place or course stuff or whatever like I guess there's places like that around here like I don't know I don't know anything because you've always kind of lived in a very academic type world um but yeah there's probably all kinds of hands-on stuff that you haven't got a clue how to do no I don't know how to do anything <laughs> so yeah that would be <laughs> handy and those kind of things teach you more practical things like you know that you might be able to use in the world yeah, again, I think there's a lot of the problem, though, is, like, if I've got to go find out where these schools are and go through all the courses, and then i got to do all the signing up, like, I just I just can't even envision myself actually doing all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I really slipped through the cracks. I don't know what happened. I didn't learn how to shave. I didn't learn how to drive. I didn't learn how to do anything, and now here we are. Blame Dad, I guess, now that I think about it. <laughs> Shaving and driving. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's always been that thing. I remember your sister Margaret saying that to me. I distinctly remember when I was in like 11th grade of just like how she was telling me about how she was like, I'd never, I've never really known what I'm doing in life and just uh, floating around doing different jobs where you really seem to have it down or you'd seem to know what you're doing. And I'm just, I just remember thinking like, man, it's just an affected persona. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, you're not getting any younger, and someday you're just—you're gonna have to find your way some way. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like maybe there's just something about this society. It's just not set up well for my personality type. Like this whole just like go figure it out yourself, and it's like I'll tell you what. How about that just never happens then? <laughs> like that's just not enough. I need another handhold. I need another. I need something, and and I don't have it. Okay, well, we got to call this off. I can hear your brother at the door. Oh, great. And he's not going to stop knocking until I go answer it, because now the dogs are going to start. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, okay, cool. Maybe I'll try to, maybe that'll be my homework for next week. I'll try to find community colleges and tell you how it, worked, how it went. Yeah, you should check, you should go online and check that out. Just see what, just, just look at it, at least look at it. Fair enough. I can, I can. And I'll check in with you next week. All right, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye-bye.